Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the third episode into the series called Deep Dive Into The Life Of A Social Media Entrepreneur Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm kicking off the first summer month with a deeper look into what goes on into the life of a social media entrepreneur, the work-balanced lifestyle, the mentality of someone working in social media, what happens during client content shoot days, and more. In this episode called The Secret is All in the Routine, I talk about my day-to-day tasks as a social media strategist, I share how my day is broken down, what my workload consists of, what I'm doing for my clients, and my work balance lifestyle. Just as the title says, for someone who runs a social media agency, is a content creator, photographer, editor, social media manager, consultant, girlfriend, daughter, friend, there's quite possibly one key solution to doing it all. Time management. Learning to manage time efficiently and strategically is something I'm still to this day learning. I'm learning what distracts me every so often. I'm learning what tempts me, what keeps me productive, and all the little things that go into our daily lives. Before I dive into today's podcast episode, I have to do a life recap first. I find it always so fascinating how much can change within a week. Since I released the last podcast episode, I remember sharing about the start of marathon training, the excitement I felt about kicking it off, and I have to tell you, these past two weeks have been tough. All of last week was especially tough to get through. And to give you some backstory, I caught a sinus infection, I believe it was almost a week and a half ago, two days before my Queen's 10K race, and was mentally and physically distraught, debating if I should rest or run it. Morning of, I felt I had the energy and means to run it with no expectation of hitting a PR or setting any goals whatsoever, except to finish the race, of course. Besides my coughing and congestion, I knew I was potentially dealing with the IT band syndrome coming back during this race, so I proceeded with extreme caution. Right around the halfway point, at three miles, I could feel the IT band pain start to creep in and I slowed down purposefully to ease the pain. When the pain was gone, I could feel my lungs really taking a toll on me around mile six. And I just knew that once I crossed that finish line, I really needed to rest. My body was practically screaming for it at this point. So since then, I've been resting, no running, and I know how this sounds, what a dream to rest and relax and not work out. But I'll be honest, it's been incredibly hard for me. I've always been an active person, someone who simply cannot sit still in a desk for too long because I'm naturally drawn to moving around. So 
hitting that pause button has been quite the learning experience. Towards the end of last week, I just needed an afternoon to just think and let my stress out. So I went to the gym and walked on the treadmill for a half hour. It took every ounce of me not to run on the treadmill. My fingers were itching to up the speed, but I refused to give in. 15 minutes in, I felt like breaking down and crying. The thought of how excited I was to proceed with training for a marathon, it, it hit me. My mind reverted back to how excited I had been to follow along a plan and to continue to challenge my mind and body through this. And to hit pause to recover is quite humbling. I'll tell you that. While walking, I could also hear God speaking to me and reminding me that even if I planned out my entire training, it was Him who gave me that energy and strength. I could train all I wanted, but He would give me that strength. I might have set my training schedule for 18 weeks, but it was as if God was telling me, I can get you there in 12. Just trust me. And that's what I really needed that night. That sole reminder to trust him through this process. And on another note, I can really see the light at the end of the tunnel with my sinus infection. For the most part, the congestion is gone, but unfortunately, the cough is still there. I'll occasionally be coughing and and won't be able to stop, so I'm taking cough medicine to see if I can suppress that. But another reason why I just didn't want to record a podcast episode was because I sounded very nasally, and the thought of someone listening to me speak for a good 15 to 20 minutes with a nasally tone of voice is just cringe. So there you go. I'm so glad I'm past those days. Anyway, a few days ago, I had the pleasure of traveling with a bunch of kind and fun creators and editors based in New York City to the Hamptons to celebrate National Wicker Bag Day with the Jay McLaughlin team. Blair Eady, one of my favorite creators who used to live here in New York City, hosted the Rosé Luncheon. So fun fact, Blair was actually the very first blogger I followed back in 2010, who inspired me to start my own fashion blog back then. And it's so fascinating to see how much has changed since 2010 and how meeting her at an event, conversing with her, and getting to know her a few years ago turned us into friends. I'm telling you, so many friendships have started this way for me, especially in New York City. You just bond so easily and quickly with people in these social events, and just saying hi to someone new can go a long way. And speaking of interesting encounters, I'm so curious to know, for anyone just listening and has never met me but follows me on social media platforms, do I look approachable in public? I'm guessing the answer is yes. Even when I'm showing no attention to anyone around me or have my AirPods in. Because the other day on the subway, I was sitting there minding my own business 
and someone sitting next to me started making conversation. And I'm dying to know if anyone else experiences these sorts of encounters. I never took myself as the approachable type, but hey, maybe I am? Anyway, it's been another interesting and fun week, despite the challenges, or maybe the better word to use here is lessons, life has thrown my way. Let's get into today's episode, where I share my day-to-day schedule and the secret of how I manage it all. At the Hamptons event a few days ago, I was telling Blair how I've been nailing my intro line when people approach me and ask what it is I do for work. In past events, I'd stick with the I'm a creator line and leave it at that. But I then thought, by doing that, I'm selling myself short because I'm so much more than just a creator. By calling myself a creator, I'm essentially limiting myself into a box and it almost feels like I'm lessening the value of who I am with my line of work. And the answer to my intro line is this. I run a social media agency here in New York City. My line of work specifically focuses on social media strategy, management, and content creation. And then if anyone has questions on the services, I go more in depth and share my work experiences. In the past, I'd get stuck on explaining what it is I really do, because to be quite honest, there's a lot that goes into running your own social media agency. And not just that, but also being a part-time creator for my own personal brand, aka also this podcast. So what exactly does a day-to-day look like for a social media strategist who runs her own social media agency? The answer is, every day differs. The hours differ, the client work differs, and my big secret to staying sane is having everything I possibly need to know written down. I have a giant calendar I carry with me at all times, where I schedule in all meetings, appointments, events, calls, and deadlines. I pretty much rely on the line, if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Probably my first and foremost tip, write it down. As soon as an idea pops into your head, write it down. As soon as a podcast series topic comes to mind, it's already in my notes on my iPhone or in a note somewhere on my calendar. You'd be surprised at the thoughts that circle in your head on a daily basis if you wrote it all down. My second tip, the secret is all in the routine. The morning routine, that is. In the A Difference an Hour Can Make episode from the Bring On The New series, I shared a key tip on how I was able to maximize the time in my day. And that was waking up an hour earlier than I was used to. I started waking up at 6am a few seasons ago. And to incorporate marathon training into my already busy schedule... I now have my alarm set for 5.30 a.m. every day, including Saturdays. I may be on pause for training right now, but once I start increasing mileage in the weeks to come, I'll need more time earlier in the mornings to get that workout or run in. First things first, when I reach for my phone in the mornings, 
I've trained my brain to mentally and physically click the Bible devotional app. I found that reading a devotional first thing in the morning sets the tone for my day. It gives me the pace I need to take on any day, chaotic, stressful, or not. The devotional prepares me to get there mentally. And then to follow, I need something to get me there physically. And that's the secret right there. I've seen a positive reaction to starting my morning off with exercise. And I know for a fact I'm always in a better and positive mood if it's part of my morning routine. And without fail, after working out, I'm ready to start my morning. And note that I said morning and not my work day. Because after exercise, I'll energize with a protein smoothie and start going through my schedule checklist for any appointments, calls, meetings, and deadlines for the day. I'll even work on my personal branding before the workday starts to get ahead, in case I get tired after work and don't have the energy to work on my own stuff. Trust me, it happens a lot because I tend to put the podcast in that post-work category and then regret doing so because I'm too exhausted to record a podcast and don't have the time to edit it after. I'll spend a few hours at my own pace preparing for the workday, and when it hits 9, I'll start with emails, check all my clients' social media platforms, look at their comments, DMs, and just make sure things are good on their platforms. I'll converse with my assistant, Reina, to make sure we're all set with management and posting for the day before tacking on some of the big client work of the day, aka strategy or content editing. Strategy plans take up a lot of my time. Most of this time is spent working on a content calendar, jotting down ideas for next campaigns or activations for the brand, and running through ideas with my assistant. That's where a lot of my energy goes too. It doesn't physically seem like much. I'm typing away and sitting there at my computer desk and all, but by the end of the day, I'm mentally and physically drained. Knowing I get this way, I'll be realistic with my day-to-day tasks. Some days the workload is less, and some days the workload is more. A lot of how much I take on is based upon where I am at mentally or physically, health-wise. Earlier, when I was starting my business, I had the yes mentality. It was the mentality of saying yes to everyone and everything. All the clients, all the tasks, I'd let it all build up, not particularly thinking about the consequences that would follow if I didn't take care of myself in the process. And for anyone wanting to be an entrepreneur, the yes mentality can be quite harmful if not taken realistically. I want to go a little more in depth of what my social media agency consists of. So here's a little breakdown. I offer three types of services. One, social media management. This is the posting, scheduling, copywriting, hashtags, analytics, community management, and taking over the account. This service is usually for someone who isn't interested in posting the content themselves or wants to write copy etc. The second service is content creation. This service is where I use my camera equipment, 
camera, drone, or iPhone to take photo or video content for a client, and then edit both photos and videos to use for social media. The third service is social media strategy. This service is hourly consultation sessions where I provide social media strategy and direction for someone who wants to grow organically, learn how to digitally storytell, wants to engage with their audience, and elevate their content. These services can be in a package deal or even sold a la carte. It's really up to the client and their needs and goals for social. With all of this in mind, if I'm not organized and at peace with myself and my surroundings, none of this works. I used to be the type of girl who'd want to know how other entrepreneurs did it all, how they managed to go about their entire day and get everything done. How were they maximizing their day, their time? Was the answer waking up earlier? Was the answer coffee? Half kidding. What fueled them to always be go, go, go and never miss a beat? After two years of diving right into my own social media business, it turns out the answer is quite simple. Just like running, the secret to running faster and becoming a stronger and more efficient runner is rest. It's all in the recovery. It's the snippets of life we don't really see. Going to bed early, properly feeling before and after, staying in bed, not working our legs. It's the same application. It's the sleep. It's the art of doing, quote, nothing, or to put it in better terms, recovering. And it's that nothing that grants you everything. Quite fascinating, isn't it? We weren't made to work all day every day. The Bible even says God rested on the seventh day. We're not built to hustle all the time. And society shines a beaming spotlight on the hustle culture as goals. If you're not hustling, you're not being productive. But the truth is, it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. And just like running faster, every training won't make you a stronger runner. Neither will running harder necessarily make you a successful entrepreneur. New York City, of all places, glorifies hustle culture, and it is so easy to get caught up in it. But there's nothing more that screams successful entrepreneur in my book, like someone who can still focus on who they are and their values as a company in all of the chaos. Your turn. How do you define a successful entrepreneur? What is your secret to getting your day-to-day -day tasks accomplished? I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com. The email is in the show description. Or send me a DM at bygracely on Instagram. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another episode into the deep dive into the life of a social media entrepreneur season. This time, I'll take you along with me on what a content client shooting day looks like, equipment I use, and more. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, 
please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.